0: After going 3-0, and the Colorado Buffaloes lost to Oregon. But a lot of people did not like how they have handled things. We're going to tell you about the state of the Buffaloes next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast
1: covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL, my national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as the host of the Locked On Clemson podcast guys happy wednesday and thank y'all for making locked on nfl draft your first listen today and every day thank you guys and shout out to you for being our every days. but i gotta kick it over to my partner in crime mr lsu himself keith sanchez you can find and follow him on Twitter at the talent code keep talk to him baby
1: what's up locked on family this is keith sanchez senior draft analyst with the draft network man In 2019 national champ with those lsu tigers man but you know why we're here right we're here to bring you that championship level content surrounding the nfl draft 24 7 365 whether that's you know draft content whether that's draft philosophies right we bring it all even draft strategy and dp for the slate today man like we said we're going to talk about those colorado buffalos what is the state what is the ex expectation. for the, What is the true expectation for the Colorado Buffaloes, man? Then we get in the dames, dude. And then like we said, we talk strategy, right? So we're going to talk Coach case key thought. And I have a little strategy that might boost a couple of these NFL teams. So make sure y'all stay tuned this entire show. But DP, let's kick this thing off. Coach Prime, Shador Sanders, right? Shiloh Sanders, Travis Hunter, man, the all eyes have been on the University of Colorado and they lost this week, but DP, I want to ask you because it's been a it, it on Twitter, right? It's it's a it's a seesaw type of situation of the support versus the non-support. They got blown out, right? They got blown out by Oregon. Um, it was a twenty-one point spread, I believe, and uh, I believe they covered, right? So, DP, <laughs> I want to ask you what, what is the true expectations of this Colorado team? I think the expectations for this team is to win
0: like six, maybe seven games. I I don't know why, like I, I well I do know why, right? The and let's call a spade a spade. The media is is what the media is. It can it builds you up, right? The media builds you up like architects build up a building, and then the same architect tells this guy with the I forget the name of the machine, right? You know what I mean with the the ball off the you know, and they just knock the out the buildings down. I forget what it's ball. called. The yeah, wrecking the wrecking ball. ball, right? You know what I mean? Like and they they, they call it a, uh, Hey, knock it down, and that's what they do. And I think that's what happened. People said they couldn't beat TCU. They didn't believe Shador Sands was a real NFL draftable quarterback, right? All of these didn't believes, and then they made you believe, right? And then the fact that Prime is so boisterous, he will call you out. He will hold you accountable in the media for anything that you say. And I think well, six games is a very good – this is the team that won one game. One game last year, Keith. And I remember watching a video – I think it was after the first game. Is he that the first game or after the Nebraska game? And one of the players that was still on the team from last year, remember prime came in and said, Hey, I'm bringing my Louie. I'm bringing my luggage. Whoever doesn't, you know, whoever's not here, you can go ahead and go. But well, this young man stayed. And it, I think he was a white defensive back, I think. And the young man just was like, man, just talking about how different it felt. Cause he's so used to losing at that school. And he just like, man, it feels good to win. So setting that winning culture. But just setting that winning culture, Keith, does not mean you're going to win eight to nine games this year. This team still isn't good in terms of talent. The trenches, anybody that's listening to Locked on Clemson, I tell Clemson fans all the time, games are won and lost in the trenches, Keith. And where do they struggle the most? In the trenches, Keith, on the offensive line and the defensive line. So when you look at the state of the Buffaloes, they're headed in the right direction. Guys got to. Everybody's got to pump the brakes, all right? They got whooped by, by Oregon. A lot of y'all were happy about it. Okay, cool. They're probably going to get whooped again by USC. Be happy about that, too. But they're going to win a couple more games, and they're going to have a successful season. Then Prime gets to go on the recruiting trail and get some dogs on the front lines that will help them run the ball, stop the run, and get after the pass-off and protect his pass
1: yeah, so DP, I, I'll go with uh, this. This is my perspective, right? Even with Deion Sanders taking a job, and we talked about it before. Just the hierarchy of where Jackson State was, and the hierarchy of HBCUs, and being, you know, kind of, I guess, one of the top tier HBCUs versus this Colorado program being one of the bottom tier schools in the the Pac-12, right? And and how it's going to be a much more difficult situation. Now, this is where it comes in, right? Like you said, the media hype, right? Because it, essentially. They almost had no business doing what they were doing right and then also it's the casual fan hype right that that doesn't fully understand the the multiple layers that it, it comes when it comes to talent right like obviously I've won a national championship right so I, I know what good football teams look like right and, and and you you have to check a lot of boxes DP throughout that entire process and when you look at it and you say okay Shador Sanders is a a, a solid you know solid quarterback then Travis Hunter and then they have the running back, right? And then they have Shiloh. Okay, that's four people out of 22 people, right? And that's just 22. That's not even the 30 that has to play when it comes into different formations and subbing people out and, and, and different personnel groupings. So we know four of the 30, right, that's potentially drafted. Well, DP, we talked about it. When you go against the Oregon's the Ohio State's, right? So Colorado on the entire roster, so you, you go a one through 100, right? They may have five to 10 people that's going to play in the NFL. Ohio State, and I'm not talking about their starters, but their entire roster, they probably have 70, 75 people that's going to play in the NFL at some 17 point. 17 of them are wide receivers, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> so the talent discrepancy DP is is, is just widening. Now, I, I I appreciate what 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 Coach Prime was able to do, and I, I wish them continued success. Now, the other part is this. People going to be like, man, they talk so much trash, right? And they do, right? And, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, they have to own it, right? Like, you, they, they, y'all may have put the cart in front of the horse. Cause this is what I didn't like DP. And, and this is what I, it was, it was cringing to me when I heard it. Right. And they were, they were talking about the Colorado Buffaloes as a team of like, the culture right in the sense of the fact of they were going to represent something new in college football. Right. And they, they, they referenced that Michigan team, uh, the fab five, right. They met, they, they, they referenced oh, yeah. fab five and it was another, like the the, the U in the eighties, right. How they, 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 mm-hmm. they evolved and revolutionized college football. But DP the key, and this is why I say putting the cart before the horse was that those teams won Right, like it wasn't. Michigan didn't nice. go three and O, and then Jalen Rose and Chris Webber and Jawan Howard became instant legends. Right, they 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 had to they had to go deep tournament runs back to back years before we said, hold on, this is some legendary that we're looking at. Right, we oh, went special. three games. Yeah, where they they beat a TCU DP, they, a TCU team that we said, hey, they lost a lot of people. Right. They beat a TCU team. Then they beat a Nebraska team. <laughs> They're just not that doggone good and haven't been good for a pretty long time since they fired Bo Pelini, right? But we'll get into that for another podcast. And then they beat a Colorado State team, which they barely beat, right? They, they there was no sequential order, right? It went straight from um un- underrated to overrated, right? Or, or straight yeah. from you know. The, the the outhouse straight to the penthouse right and you skipped all the little steps in between and that was the part that kind of got to me so you asked me to state of the buffalo colorado's dp i'm gonna just simply put it like this man if they're, they're they're a team with a new head coach right that's gonna go on attention um, and then they're gonna have to get better year after year. I always say when it with DP and you know in our conversation, right? I didn't say we won the national championship in 2019. I see that started in 2016, 2017, right? Like it takes a couple years to be able to build something to be able to get it to that point. So they're building team.
0: No, and, and they are keen. I think that's what everybody just has to that's us that pump the brakes. Yeah. Prime even said that we're not where we need to be yet. I can't wait to see what this team looks like, Keith, with Shador Sanders more than likely coming back for another year, right? Trav, Him and Travis Hunter more than likely enter the NFL draft together in 2025, right? Both could be potential top 10 picks, Which- Keith, but how can you get there and all as well as then have success at the college football level as a team, they got to get better on both sides of the ball in certain areas, right? Because they got a nice little jitter back, you know, scat back in the backfield that you know, we saw week one. He had like what over 100 yards receiving and all. He's explosive. He's fast, dynamic, but you can't run him because you can't run the ball.
1: I would ask you the other question, DP. What what is success for Colorado? Right. I think that's another thing that we have to put. Oh, are we putting the, the threshold at championship in two, three years? Right. Like winning the. I I think that's that's far fetched, right? Like that. No, win the Pac first. Right. Right. And and so is is well, Pac twelve. If if Coach it won't Prime in
0: and twelve after next year, but.
1: yeah. Well, you know the big will there be? In, yeah, they're being the Big Twelve, right? So big is 12. is winning the Big Twelve like ultimate success for them, or is it just winning? Back to back seasons of nine games, so I think so much stuff happened, man. And you know, you look at ESPN first Take going down there. You're looking at um, Pat McAfee Massey right here on the sideline, to bring them out to yeah, the game. Yeah, and, 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 and to be and, and to be completely honest, right, like some of this was brought on by them also, right? Like they and and, mm-hmm. and it's part of it's it's a it's a double edged sword because when you're when, when you're recruiting, right, you want, I want my recruits to come when Lil Wayne is there, right, when I have um, Offset there, when I have, you know, all of these celebrities coming to the game to show a great atmosphere, right, but also what comes with that, DP, is the attention, right, and then now the expectation, and then you start to get variance emotions towards your team, so now nah, DP, I think that was a dope conversation, man, I think we kind of outlaid it properly, right, like, because we, 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 we try to avoid the, the, the fluff stuff and get down to the nitty gritty and and, and kind of call it out for what it is and just have the, the detailed in-depth conversations, you know, revolving football topics, right? And I think that's exactly what we did with the Colorado Buffalo. So if you ask me, DP, I expect some more wins and I expect some more losses, right? That's just probably what's going to happen All in right. this college football at the end of the day. Um, but DP, it's your time to shine, baby. It's your time to shine, man. We coming up next, man. We get our weekly segment of Dames Dudes. And you know, it's his segment. But I like it because I get to put them on a the spot. So, man, y'all make sure y'all to stay tuned because I'm putting DP in the hot seat. Our partners at
0: eBay Motors have teamed up with locked-on fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy picks of the week. Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley has the classic rebound and revenge opportunity in London in week four Sunday matchup against his former team, the Falcons. Ridley has been very quiet with Jacksonville's passing game slumping the past two weeks, but he will return more to his stellar week one debut form. For his new team, the Jaguars will do a better job of scheming him open across the pond and making his massive target volume from Trevor Lawrence count big time once again. Any ire from locked on fantasy football is going to help you win your champ, your fantasy championship. And eBay's eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. The first time around, every time around, or special you get your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber guys not cash so understand this guys keep your number one your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com because ebay guaranteed fit is only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply it's time to find out who will or will not be this week's dames dudes keith Let's get it kicked off.
1: DP, we we had we had we had Notre Dame versus Ohio State, right? So we had some trash talk, right, like post game by the head coach. Then we had um what else? We had? we had a last second touchdown, right? You know, touchdown Jesus with with Notre Dame and you know their thing. But it was Ohio State that pulled the game off and they scored on a last second touchdown. But the guy that you can say kind of orchestrated that was Kyle McCord, their quarterback. So. Are you in on Kyle McCord, DP? Don't don't let you your facial expression say it. Are you in on Kyle McCord and him being able to lead this Ohio State team? Is he in the club, or not of being a winner, being able to lead this Ohio State team to the promised land?
0: Very strong final drive. Like he, he really showed a lot on that drive, and um you know a lot of like just toughness and grit and, and just yep. keeping his
1: foot on the pedal, right? All the things that like, get you in the club, you know. All, no, um, yeah, no,
0: <laughs> um, those things do get you in the club but for a full game's length of doing it to get you because <laughs> he was part of the reason why they were struggling in that game, you know what I mean? Like, like, god, Kyle, like, what are we doing? Uh, but no, I, he, he's, I need to see more from him, I need to see a complete game from him. I felt like, and the reason why I'm not gonna be saying I'm totally out on him, like, some people were tweeting out. I think we, we remember CJ Stroud's first start at Minnesota night game. It was tough yeah, for, for yeah. Stroud, right? Yeah. And people were like, bring in Quinn. People were tweeting out, nah, go get the jet and bring Quinn from Texas. Or, you know, wherever he was at at the time. Go get him from Ohio State and bring him to the game. And then we saw CJ Stroud materialize into a top three pick in the NFL draft, right? Not saying that's going to happen with Comic but I do think that we need to exercise a little bit of patience with him. Um, I think that that was kind of that, okay, the – the trainer wheels are off. I fell a lot in that game, but I was able to find my stride and, and get the pedals going to, to get us done. He's not in the club yet, but I say exercise some patience. I want to see more from him. Ask me in a couple of weeks. If he keeps playing like that, then he'll never get in there.
1: <laughs> All right, baby. Going up next, man. Up next, man, this is your neck of the woods somewhat, right? I told you, North Carolina, South Carolina, they, they almost mm-hmm. the same thing. Man, uh, they, they just, they're just Carolinas, right? But Duke is in there, right? And Duke has a quarterback that is an NFL prospect, man. I'm talking about Riley Leonard, so DP. Um week one, he defeated Clemson, right? And then not only um, you know, he, he did okay throwing a football 50 50% completion percentage. But you're talking about eight rushes for 98 yards, almost 100 yards on the ground. Then uh, he followed that up, DP, two weeks later, Northwestern, right? He threw for 219, efficient game. Um, and then he went 13 carries for 97 yards. So um, you, 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 I don't know if you want to call him a door threat, right? But he, he's definitely a mobile quarterback. He has Duke uh, 4-0, and then they, they have a big matchup this weekend. Uh, but DP, I want to ask you, Riley Leonard, is he in Dame's dudes club or is he out?
0: Right now, I'm I'm put rather than in. Um, you know, he he's he's a he is a dual threat quarterback. And I was telling Clemson fans all offseason, listen, you got to contain him. Like they will run some QB power QB draw, and he will just create on his own. And we saw that in that game. You know what I mean? Bear Carter couldn't bring him down, and he went for forty something and, and got a touchdown, a big touchdown that gave them momentum and gave I think gave them the lead in that game. So he has a good arm. He has an arm talent. I think he's accurate. Like you talked about, he's efficient, right? The main thing you want to see from him now is, all right, can you carry if teams kind of cage rush you mush rush you as we say in the South, where they stay in their lanes, they slow rush you and they just close the wall slowly around you. Can you win from the pocket and carry the offense from the pocket with your shoulder, with your arm, right? And things like that. And I think, the potential is there, but you need to see it. And he's gonna have some big time games uh with the opportunity to do so. And if he does that, he's probably gonna have himself a VIP section in Dames Dudes.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Let's keep it going, DP. I'm about to read off some stats real quick, right? Uh four weeks they played four games, they had four games of college football. And I'm gonna read off this wide receiver stats real quick, and then we can get your opinion on this, right? Uh Boise State, seven receptions for 132 yards and a touchdown. Tulsa, seven receptions, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Michigan State, eight receptions for 180 yards. Then Cal, he went five receptions, 125 yards, and two touchdowns. DP, who am I talking about? I am talking about Washington wide receiver Rome Adunze. I think that's how you say the last name, right? But DP, this is a guy that had hype coming into the season, and I'll be honest, and this this is my opinion, right? I, I liked him, wasn't sure I was in love with him yet, right? But he's balling. He's balling. I read off the numbers. He's already he's well over 500 yards already with Michael Pennington in football. I think it's safe to say he's going to touch 1,000 yards easily. But I want to ask DP from where you're at, is, is Roma Dunze in the – I'm going to get a little bit more specific with him. Is he in the first-round club?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think he's okay. in that that kind of in the twenty range, Uh more than likely. He's worked. He's worked himself in there, man. He he's been on the tear. Like uh, you know, what I mean, you see the speed, you see the ball tracking ability, but then also he can return punts and kicks. Yeah, that, man, that, that was well. that
1: was special to do that at six three two twelve. And I remember, I mean, I can't remember what wide receiver for the Titans. I'm, yeah, the wide receiver had a the Titans had a wide receiver. I was messing that up. The Titans had a wide receiver that was like six one six two at one point. Washington. I can't I can't remember but no I can't it was a couple years ago. I can't remember exactly okay. who it was, but he was a bigger wide receiver and it reminded me of that. But no, nah, but continue DP. Continue.
0: No, I I mean just he, he's the I don't even know if he's the go-to target because like Pinnock spreads the ball around polk number 2 gets the ball, Jalen McMillan gets the ball. All those guys that have mm-hmm. 100 yards if you don't if you sleep the wrong way, you know what I mean? Like he, he, you got to get a good nice rest, man, if if you really want to stop that offense, but I think with him, man, he's he's definitely in that first round, you know, late first round club. Uh I you know, a lot of people want to put him, you know, in the same tier as MHJ, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep, can't do that. Uh I don't think that's I don't think that's I don't think that's fair to him, but I do think that 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 uh, Romo Dunze is a baller. Uh, he, he's showing that right. Smooth kind of smooth route runner as well for a big guy. Right. He kind of got some good stop and start ability, can create separation. The main thing I want to see from him is whenever they get into the better defenses in the Pac-12, can he handle the physicality when they when those DBs walk up on him? He's always been a little bit more finesse in terms of beating press coverage and trying to avoid punches and everything, rather than fighting through with his hands and different things like that. So I just want to keep my eyes on that.
1: Okay, well, DP, listen, I just finished talking about Roma Dunes, right? But we we have Roma Dunes, we have Malik Neighbors, we have Keon Coleman, right? All of these wide receivers vying for the number two wide receiver spot coming into the season. Um, There was one wide receiver, right? You just talked about Marvin Harrison Jr. Look how all this is playing together. Marvin Harrison Jr.'s running mate, Emeka Egbuka, right? And I'm not going to ask you, once again, I'm not going to ask you if you like him, right? This is a, a first round conversation. Is, is he still holding strong? Because there's so many contenders, right? This is unlike last year, where there's a lot of disappointing performances by wide receivers and things kind of fail. These wide receivers are showing up, right? We pegged them early, and they are performing. So I want to ask you, Mecca Ibuka, right? Is he still in that, that top of the first round at the top 20 picks for you? Because the production hasn't been there, but, I mean, we talked about the quarterback situation. So I want to ask you, is he still there with um, the, the rest of the guys that have been performing well? Is he? Do you feel like there, there's a chance for him to lose a little ground because of the level that these other guys are playing at?
0: Um, I think he's still in there for me. Excuse me. I think he's still in there, Keith. Because like the talent is there, man. Route running, speed, right. He's got good contact balance. Is he like one thing he's not the best at is like the catch point. That's not his. That's not his skill set, right? But he separates with 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 ease. He said that speed is legitimate, and he's a yak. He can be a yak monster if you give him the football early. And I think for him, you know, people Scott's gonna look at the tape. Know what we know what he did last year, right? With with a good quarterback. And if Kyle McCourt can't get it together, people are going to look at him like, well, you know, it is what it is. So I think he is still in that top 20 type of range. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we know that production does matter. And other guys are producing at a higher clip than he is right now. So they absolutely can leapfrog him in certain, uh, I think, in certain draft rooms.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for this to continue to play out, right? It's week four. That's how how football season does for you, right? Like you're excited for it to get here and then you, you try to jump to certain spots, right? And then by the time you know it, it's over with because you're trying to get these data points and you want to see these high-level games. So I'm excited for this wide receiver two, three, four, five 3, uh, conversation to play out because a lot of talented guys, like I said, that are putting up numbers and just throughout this whole draft process, right? Because you got the rest of the season, then we get into 40 times, then we get into pro days, then we get into senior bowls. So we have so much stuff, man, that's going to play out, that's going to make this an exciting conversation all draft season long. But DP, let's keep this thing going and flowing, man. And I think he's about the pass the rock to me, right? Because I have a key thought, right? So coming up next, man, is Coach K's key thought coming up right after this.
0: With storms, shortages, pandemics, reliance on overseas travel and supply chain issues, we need to be prepared now more than we ever have been for the unexpected. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during those unexpected times and moments. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five Life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping to have access to the medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple, guys. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off. your off of these life-saving antibiotics today with jace medical by using the promo code locked on at checkout and on JaceMedical.com. that's j-a-s-e medical.com all right coach k bring us home
1: tell us what the key thought of the week is dp the locked on family the key thought is this titans do yourself a favor trade ryan tanner and this is not a ryan tanner hill conversation This is a, this like I said, because we talk strategy, right? So this is, I I don't even plan on, this is not even a hot take. Trade Ryan Tannehill, and the reason I'm saying is this, that you're keeping yourself in in the middle ground, right? Where where you don't know what the future is like. And you're like, Keith, what do you mean? You have two quarterbacks, right? Both with strong arms that are both athletic, right? That you spent a third round pick on, then you spent a second round pick on, right? So, Neither one of these guys are playing right now because you have a veteran quarterback in Ryan Tannehill that if you felt that strongly about Ryan Tannehill, you probably wouldn't have spent back-to-back top 100 picks on a quarterback trying to find a solution. So the thing is this, both of those quarterbacks, Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill, both row, right? This is a talented quarterback class that is coming up, BP. So if if you're sitting at a top 10 pick, you don't want to sit there and say, hey, I have Malik Willis, who I spent the third round pick on. Um... Will Levinson, who I spent the second round pick on, and I have no idea if we should draft a quarterback or not, right? Because if you draft another quarterback, then now there's wasted draft capital, DP, with your third round pick and a second round pick, top 100 picks and back-to-back drafts, that could probably help fix your offensive line, right? So that's another that's the other issue. And then Ryan Tannehill, call the New York Jets. The Jets need him. Just, just give them up. The Jets need them. Call the New York Jets. So DP, my, my my key thought is this, that at some point, the Titans have to fully commit to something, right? They they try to do this proper, um, I feel like this proper transition, right? To where we have the veteran, then we draft the right guy quarterback, and then eventually he beats him out. And then now we have a quarterback for the next 10 years. Well, guess what? That, that usually doesn't work, right? So now you're in the real world. And the real world is this, that you're one and two, Right, your run game couldn't get going. Your offensive line is not that good. You have a solid defense. You have Mike Vrabel, who's shown to be somewhat impatient, right? A new general manager, right? And a second round quarterback and a third-round quarterback and an aging quarterback. Figure this out. It is period dysfunction at this point. It is undermined dysfunction. I feel like if they were in a much DB. If they were in a much bigger market, this would be a much bigger problem because they're in Nashville. Nobody's talking about it that much. But that's my key thought, DP. Go ahead. Trade Ryan Tannehill to the New York Jets. Let New York have him. You move on because you have to figure it out because this is a talented quarterback class, and you don't want to be sitting with a top ten pick and potentially pass up on, you know, uh, a Drake May or Michael Penix or one of these guys that you feel really good about because you still want to see what's going on with Malik Willis and Will Levis.
0: I love this thought. I love this thought because as you were as you were starting it and you said trade him. That first team popped in my mind I was like, it's gotta be the New York Jets. Like, because you got Joe Namens coming out saying it's disgusting to watch yeah. Zach Wilson. When yeah. Your, yeah. when your when your yeah. franchise yeah. quarterback of all time says it's disgusting to watch this guy throw the football and play quarterback, you gotta listen to it. you gotta have the ears. And you got Robert Sala out there at the podium fighting for his life to say. Zach Wilson's our guy. Like, it was beating him up to say that, Keith.
1: Mm-hmm. It was. It was. So, it was.
0: like, I, I love that. I love the thought from that aspect. And I also look at, love it from this. Learn from your former OC, Arthur Smith. What did Arthur Smith do last year? He stuck with Mar- Marcus Mariota far too long instead of letting Desmond Ritter take the reins and see what Desmond Ritter was for him. Right. Because if you give Desmond the 10 games and he's not good and you don't like what you see, then you can use that pick and try to move up and go get Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud.
1: And D.P., the problem is you don't have not one guy you're trying to figure out. You have two guys two. you have Two top 100 players on your route. So when I look at that I'm, and then this is the thing we I've said it. I'm about to say it again. When they draft the Will Levis, they obviously didn't evaluate uh, Malik Willis because they're the Batman meme. They have the same exact problems, right? They have the big arms. They're athletic, right? Sometimes they're late on reads. They don't make all the throws they're supposed to make. Sometimes they don't go through all their progressions, and sometimes their athleticism gets them in trouble. That is the the the, the Cliff Notes version of Malik Willis and Will Levis, right? And so that that's why I say that you need reps, because you need to figure this thing out on who is going to be a starter quarter, quarterback, or if you just missed on both guys, maybe you missed on both guys and it's time to wash your hands and go draft a guy.
0: No, hundred percent. I think, you know, that. that's like you said, you don't want to put yourself, you want to give one of these guys, maybe both the opportunity to show them, show you what they have for, t- for 10 to me, 10 plus games. That's what yeah. I would want. And, and I want 10 what... plus games for whoever so that I can see what's what I need to do next draft. Cause if it is, OK, say it's Will Levin. Say it or, or Malik Willis. If you feel like you have that guy going into the next draft and your team is like your record is bad. Right. Say you're finishing top three and somebody wants to come up for one of these quarterbacks and you're comfortable with what you have. You can trade down and take picks. Get a king's ransom for that and, and build this team up.
1: The threshold is not that high, DP. I have Ryan Tannehill stat right here. Right. Boom. Game one, he threw for 198 yards and three interceptions, right? Game two, he threw for 246 yards and one touchdown. Game three, he threw for 104 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. So my thing is this, that if neither one of those guys can beat that out on your roster, then you don't no have problem. a quarterback. Then you have a bigger problem, right? And so that's exactly my take, DP. That wraps up Coach KSK. key thought, man, listen, everybody tap into that. Tweet at me. Let me know if I'm on par. I'm all the way off par on that conversation. But the Tennessee Titans, like I said, due to them not being in the media a lot, they have a, they, they're not being talked about a lot. But that is dysfunction, right? That's dysfunction at multiple levels. And it doesn't appear that they have a clear path, man. But that wraps up another episode of Locked On NFL Draft with your favorite dynamic duel. Yes, Damian Parsons and myself, Keith Sanchez. Man, you know where to find us at. You can find me on Twitter at the Talent Code, And you can find DP on Twitter, X, Twitter, X, X, Twitter, at DP underscore NFL, man. And like we always say, man, shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us, man. We definitely appreciate it. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen
0: to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Like he said, thank you all for being our every Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. All right, get ready for Thursday Night Football Preview. Tap in with us tomorrow. We'll get into it, right? I think it's an NFC South, an NFC North battle. So we'll be breaking down impact, uh, uh impact matchups to watch, right? All that good stuff. Well, you know, biggest storylines going into that game, all that stuff. So tap in with us, giving our game predictions and whatnot. But like you said, man, follow us on Twitter, talk to us because we do talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.